0: Stan Lee, Jack Kirby, and Steve Ditko created Spider Man, X Men, the Fantastic Four, and the Avengers. Timeless characters whose stories were retold in the modern day with the creation of the Ultimate Marvel Universe. Join us as we journey through My Ultimate Year. Welcome to my Ultimate Year comic book reading club. Going through all of the Marvel Ultimate Universe, one issue at a time. We are on episode twenty-one, and we uh, are—I don't know if I've said this before—we're like well over halfway through this. We have the entire Ultimate Universe played out. Episode thirty-four. Who the hell was that? Who was that? (laughs) Hello. A French, a French woman has broken <laughs> into the studio. She's told me hostage. Uh, ho ho ho, sacre bleu. <laughs> So, um So Yeah, I'll, I'll get back to uh to the, the length of the show. But um I'm sorry. No, that's fine. Uh so Ashley Ashley was here for uh nineteen and twenty and we talked after the last episode uh in private and both kind of agreed it wasn't a great fit, uh largely my fault uh i should take the, the full of responsibility here i really like ashley's um youtube channel bookish realm i really like her taste in comics i think she has great taste in comics and like really good thoughts about them she's not as familiar with marvel and throwing her into the middle of the my ultimate universe stuff i think was um wasn't a great idea and I and we both kind of agreed on that um and i think she was she was doing a good job and <laughs> doing her best under uh odd circumstances but um we kind of agreed it it wasn't being a great fit for the show so um in the meantime still like definitely keep an eye on ashley's youtube channel like her she's talking about comics and manga over there all the time um and also like hopefully we'll be able to find something to collaborate on in the future because i always really enjoyed talking to her each time um i think it was just a little intimidating jumping into this stuff uh without as much context so um Long-time listeners of My Marvelous Year will probably recognize the name Charlotte from uh, either just being mentioned as a like, long-time Slack member. She's guested on a few episodes of My Marvelous Year. She writes uh, reading orders for Comic Book Herald um, and is just all-around cool person that I'm really thrilled to announce as our new host moving forward. Uh, welcome, Charlotte.
1: Hi, I'm, sp- I'm very happy to be here. Um...
0: Yeah, uh, so you are... You actually will, I, I think, really easily slot into, <laughs> I mean, something that was a little strained between Ashley and I. So I think in the first episode she was on, I was like, huh, I take these the part of the Marvel expert, but, like, I think we all know that's a little bit of a lie. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, like, I know all these Ultimate comics because I had read them, but putting them in the context of, like, Marvel overall, uh, uh, especially modern Marvel, uh, not so yeah. much. I think Charlotte's going to actually do really good with that because Charlotte, one hundred percent, is way more knowledgeable at like about modern Marvel and uh, and like modern Marvel writers um, than I am. Yeah, so.
1: maybe. So uh, for for a bit of context, I I think I've read like a, a lot of stuff like uh, along with my Marvel Marvelousia from the origins of Marvel to the to the early nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a, a big blind spot in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I am more familiar with uh, the tw- 2000s and especially t- 2010s comics because uh, yeah. uh, I started reading Marvel in the in the 2010s, I think around 2013, 2014. Yeah. Uh, and most of what I've read uh, is from uh, the 2000s and, and the 2010s. And uh, yeah. for uh, the Ultimate Universe specifically, um, I read through from the beginning to Ultimatum, so w- where we're gonna get to in the next episode. Yep. Uh, a few years ago. And uh, and then I've been reading along since the beginning of the podcast, uh, so I'm fresh on uh, on everything up. So you and I basically have
0: the same base of context for uh, the Ultimate Universe because I've read up to Ultimatum also years ago. Like I read, I think uh, around Ultimatum is where I stopped when I was like nineteen. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you, you know,
1: weirdly, oh. I remember having read ultimatum, but I don't think I've read those last issues of, uh, ultimate X-Men before ultimatum. So it's going to be interesting.
0: Yeah. It's strange. Ultimatum, yeah. like th- the thing about ultimatum it has really stuck in my mind because of some really key insane things that happen in it. Yeah. Like, like it's really, really noteworthy in like, not, necessarily in a good way but like when i think about the actual structure of like what happens in it um i don't remember i don't know what 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 like the no, main I core have no story is i Just remember like maybe like, like, five
1: specific panels of uh, of wild stuff that happens and then the yep. very last few pages and that's it
0: yeah 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 so i i think we're, we're more or less on the same page there but yeah we are on this is episode 21 and uh and this is the road to ultimatum Although we can talk probably at the end once we go through these, where, why is this the road to Ultimatum? Because to me, like, as someone who read Ultimatum, none of this cued, like, oh, that's right, like, the setup to this, this is what Ultimatum's gonna be. I, there's a few little winks at stuff, but like, I I don't know why this is, these are road to Ultimatum stories.
1: Yeah, I think, except maybe the very last page of Ultimate X-Men, I think, none of this really has to do with Ultimatum, from what I remember.
0: Okay. Well, you, yeah, we can point it out as it, as it comes up. Um, yeah. I, I just wanted, I, I probably have talked about this before, you know, when we record only once a month, I definitely forget stuff. So if I've already said this, please, please forgive me. Um, we are going to have 34 episodes of my ultimate year, which means that we only have, what is that? uh 14 more episodes, I think, including this one total. So we're, we're yeah. well over uh, halfway through this. I guess we're uh, two thirds of the way through the ultimate universe. Um, It will be interesting to see, I think this is kind of, this is more or less the end of like, wave one of the Ultimates, right? Like, X-Men ends here, next episode we're going to see Spider-Man and or not X-Men ends here, next episode we see Ultimate Spider-Man, Ultimate X-Men, and Ultimate Fantastic Four end. Those are like the three big series, they're going to end and they're going to get picked up again as they they pick up the name and convention of Ultimate Comics Spider-Man and Ultimate Comics, X-Men, etc. But it, like, it moves away from having the, like, we don't have the one series that goes 60 or 100 issues anymore. Yeah. It's going to be, like, Ultimate Comics Spider-Man gets 15 issues, and then, well, I guess that actually switches back to its old numbering. Yeah. But then it's, like, Ultimate Comics X-Men gets, like, 30 issues, and you just get a million, like, small six or four issue um little minis. Kind of like how Ultimates has worked, which, uh... I don't know, we'll see how that goes. I think it's kind of bad, right? Like, it makes the whole thing seem super scattered, and, like, <laughs> you're just jumping from series to series to series to stay caught up. But um, I guess we'll see. Yeah, and it, it feels like
1: kind of maybe um, an admission of defeat, uh, of, uh, like, yeah. being this... the What's made the Ultimate uh, Universe interesting is that it's uh, it can be a new stuff for new readers, where you don't have to have... Uh, Three different uh, series across uh, five different decades to read before mm-hmm. uh, before current day, and here it feels like they're they're starting all these series again to have a a new fresh start, a new a new starting point for new readers. Yeah. But it, in consequence, it also makes a um, new new re- um, arrival for new readers more complicated because uh, you you don't have a, a clear first point uh, anymore. Totally.
0: Oh, I think we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. That's that's kind of fodder yeah. for. Uh... For a couple episodes for now <laughs> my fault for bringing it up um okay so we're gonna start out we're talking about x-men 90 through 97 ultimate <clears throat> origins one through five and then four annuals a hulk a captain america and then two that are like an x-men fantastic four and a fantastic four x-men um so yeah. starting with ultimate x-men this is the continuation and the end of robert kirkman's x-men run here which is my favorite x-men run by a by a little bit. I, I I liked Mark Miller's quite a bit. You know, like, he's frustrating as a writer, but he, yeah. just, he has a real, like... He, he can have a real energy and creativity uh, to him that I find really engaging, matched with, like, um, Adam Kubert's art I really liked. and um, But that has been replaced with Robert Kirkman's style, an, a writer that I'm not as hot on as most people but I really like this. I think I like his Marvel work like this and Marvel zombies are like two of my favorite things he's done. Um, So yeah, this is, this is pretty good. He, he's a little bit more grounded. He like, he seems like he's staking out his own little corner of X-Men and like, has been telling his own story. Like he's had one story he's telling here and it culminates here um, with the, the kind of like cable coming back to the present day. And it's like an X-Men or a, a Wolverine cable taking away Xavier, Bishop's here, they're, like, planning for a future threat, right? It's the kind of... Similar to the 90s, but different in some ways, where it's just, like, things are bad in the future, I'm here in the present to, like, help you avoid what's gonna happen. The way that that plays out here is that that Mr. Sinister comes back, Ultimate Mr. Sinister, a character we loved, like, everyone loves. <laughs> I, I don't even <laughs> think people know The actual best version
1: of Mr. Sinister, of course.
0: Right, As you get aware. rid of that, like, classic... <laughs> incredibly cool design of the real mr sinister and you replace him with like the, the singer of a like butt rock <laughs> band from the early 2000s like a creed you know type guy with like a a white tank top a beanie je- black jeans
1: <laughs> and a big belt buckle The <laughs> um, tattoos yeah it's it's so bad
0: yeah and uh He comes back here, he's been in, like, the thing was he had, like, Apocalypse talking in his head, like, telling him to kill mutants, and he was just kind of like a serial killer who was being controlled by a voice in his head, and it was just kind of this flimsy, I think, was that, who did that, uh, Brian K. Vaughn.
1: I think that was Brian K. Vaughn, yeah.
0: Just, like, a writer I also am, like, not as hot on as most people, but that was, like, way worse than his average, (laughs) like, um, some of the worst stuff in Ultimate Universe.
1: So basically, Sinister is uh, somehow back, and he b- b- he thinks he can summon Apocalypse or bring Apocalypse to the present by killing 10 people, and I think he, he already killed maybe 5 um, when he first showed up in Brian K. run. And so here he he tries to infiltrate, or I mean infiltrate. Um, he straight up uh, goes to the, the Murloc uh, city, and uh, starts killing kill kids. He he kills Leech, I think.
0: Um, yep. Yeah, which is like kind of just like, oh hey, it's uh, it's Leech and the Ultimate X Men the yeah, the child, you know the child, <laughs> the, the sweet baby boy, and then just I, and I know, think shoots, shoots him in the pa- forehead.
1: Four of the five people he kills here are all kids because uh, later he we see him shooting two other people and they look very young too. It does it does um, feel
0: like a, a mutant massacre wink here. Um, yeah the way that yeah, they're, yeah. they're playing with um,
1: but and s- so he the the x-men show up to try and stop him uh mm-hmm. Nightcrawler is here because he's the king or at least head of the of the Murlocs now mm-hmm. and um and so sinister finally t- kills the the five uh, people he needs to kill in, including angel yeah that and, that's uh, the
0: crazy part is like he goes to kill angel and bishop tries to stop him no, I think
1: Bishop s- stops um, Dazzler and Storm from helping. Yes, that's, that's, and that's what I meant. And yeah, Dazzler tries Angel to stop...
0: In, right, and Bishop tries to stop Dazzler from yeah. doing it. And Wolverine just immediately murders Bishop. <laughs> Bishop <laughs> He's just yeah. like, how could you do that? And then just kills him immediately. And Bishop is and... just like, uh, we had to do it. Like, it's part of the plan, right? You know, like, I had to let that happen. Um, I mean, one of the <laughs> funnier things is that never gets revisited in this run is that Wolverine murders Bishop and then you know turns out that like Bishop was right and that all had to play out as yeah. as, as planned and we never like revisit that like Wolverine just uh <laughs>
1: just killed and the guy. Wolverine for... is the absolute worst in this because afterwards um Dazzler I mean Wolverine says okay we go we got to go after Sinister we got to kill him or stop him and because um, at this point Sinister turns into Apocalypse. For, okay, he, yeah, so this
0: he... this is the weird thing about this run, okay? Yeah. And we're, we can get into the rest of this, this, this whole little arc here with Apocalypse. This story is like, it's a really weird, flimsy idea, like much flimsier than what Kirkman has done. It's really underbaked, the actual concept of what's happening here. Yeah. Like, Apocalypse is very much a nothing of a personality here. His right. motives are super bland and unclear. They're just kind of like, I will take over the world. And that—that's all there is to it. No yeah. idea why sinister. Like you don't know why this happens. Like what is sinister has to kill and, ten mutants and then he and becomes. I Apocalypse. don't think there's like,
1: any hints to like Apocalypse's origins either from the six one six comics of like new origins of what he is, where he comes from. Like it's just something that's speaking to sinister. And even by the end, it's not clear if uh, Apocalypse wha- is really an entity that was summoned by Sinister or just Sinister powered up?
0: Right, exactly. Right, it's so unclear and it also, like, hasn't even been built up as, like, an interesting mystery. It just happens, right? Like... Yeah. So the weird thing about this arc, though, is I think it's a kind of a flimsy concept done really well because I think these comics work, especially once Apocalypse shows up. I think the threat of him is sold really well. He's a great visual design. Salvador LaRocca's art, I think, really sells this, followed up by Harvey... Tolibao, uh, I might. Tolibao, yeah. Hope I'm, yeah, getting that right. Um, I I really like both of their art here. Um,
1: yeah, I I am glad Tolibao shows up, um, doesn't show up before the big final apocalypse fight. I I think he's really good with the like the the huge um, figures of like apocalypse versus uh, versus uh, big uh, big superheroes. heroes. Uh, I don't like his art in the the smaller conversations like the way he actually draws people, but maybe that's, um, maybe that's I, just I, me. Uh, no, I, I hear that. what
0: you mean. Salvador Lorca has that a little too, where I'm like, these pages look good. I really like yeah. the coloring and the inking. Stephanie Peru is, or Stephane Peru is doing the coloring. The inking looks really cool. Um, it, it like kind of has a flat, like watercolor-ish look to it, even though I don't think it is. Um, but then, like Salvador Larroca can do these big pages of action, really interesting panel layouts. But yeah. then sometimes, like the faces he puts on character, like when Bishop gets stabbed, it like it's not comedy, but like the facial expression that Bishop makes when he gets stabbed through is kind of like a like like he just like, a comedy beat as if he just got kicked in the nuts. Like it's a little like his <laughs> eyes bulge yeah. and he's just like, Ugh! like it's,
1: yeah. it's very and he. It's, it's a little he draws Wolverine so to look sorry. like an absolute maniac because there, there's yes, one yes. scene where Wolverine is uh, telling Dazzler that if she doesn't follow him uh, to 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 stop Sinister, he's going to to cut uh, Angel's corpse into pieces. Uh, yes, right. <laughs> to get yeah. her to follow him, he he is the absolute worst. So like the and there's there's this big panel of Wolverine's face uh, looking absolutely um, terrifying with uh which I mean I guess it's good art because he's supposed to look like uh like a terrifying (laughs) but uh yeah yeah
0: sure I I, so I guess like my my main takeaway from this is that like in in the fight proceeds like Cable and. um, Xavier come back from the future to to fight off yeah, apocalypse, with, and eventually they succeed. Like with, with G- Xavier get... having like some kind of
1: uh, Magneto helmet on. That it's it's onslaught,
0: which is like a nineties. Yeah, event. he looks
1: like on... he, he almost looks kind of like um, Dark Hawk too. With sure, the, yeah, I, I think it's a pretty little... direct
0: translation of the onslaught yeah. costume. And then like Cable is coming back, but he's dressed in the um, like the Strife. Outfit from from the nineties.
1: Yeah, with uh, almost the twenty twenty uh, cerebra helmet.
0: Oh, is it okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess. I mean, I don't know so. if that's
1: uh, that's what it is, but it's to me, it's, it's kind of reminding me of that.
0: It's similar, yeah, but it's definitely evoking strife. The thing is, like, this is all. It's doing that thing that I kind of find annoying in the Ultimate Universe, where it's like, hey, you already know this, right? That's why it's cool. Yeah, too. like they look cool. And like, don't you, get me wrong. I think it's they like, look cool. You
1: know that name, but. It's just the name. Nothing of the actual character or ID is Especially there. Especially
0: apocalypse, right? Like I, I don't, I don't need yeah. Xavier to be onslaught, or whatever. Like it, it's fine. It, there's a difference because it's like I don't mind the little winks. You know, I don't mind the winks to like, oh, Xavier's here, and we're giving him the onslaught <laughs> outfit. Like, that's but fine. it also but feels like now like that
1: the name onslaught or the the visual evocation of On- onslaught is there. That erases the potential of doing something with onslaught later, and I don't even care that much about yeah, onslaught. I mean, I, but they cannot yeah, yeah, do yeah. that with everything.
0: That's a. I mean, that's a good point. Sometimes they do just like, oh, you're gonna waste, uh, like the new mutants. Luke Cage, for right, yeah, yo, yeah. oh, totally yeah. right. <laughs> Luke Cage and uh, and Rain Sinclair. Um, we'll, we'll get back to Rain Sinclair, but yeah, uh, right. So like. I, It's just that thing that I think is, like, some of the worst impulses of the Ultimate Universe, which is just, like, Apocalypse is cool, you think he's cool, he's here too. And we're not actually gonna, like, flex anything new with him, we're not gonna give you a new interesting version of him. It's kind of just, like, a watered-down version, even if he looks neat, and, like, and the comic works, that's the part that I, I like, want to underline, like, I think this comic ultimately works, and is, like, I, I was interested, I think the action sells the, like, the threat really well, the stakes are high here, like... They, on a formal level, I think this comic functions really well. It's just, like, on a big conceptual level, I find it a little disappointing. Um, yeah,
1: and uh, to to talk about something about the final Apocalypse fights we didn't say yet, um, yeah. that Apocalypse, or, uh, I mean, I guess it's the power of Sinister, because he can do that before he turns to Apocalypse, that he can mind-control mutants, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But it's... Yeah, it's it, it's it's never explained why or how, or, and and I don't even know what it does in the long run. I don't know how the fight would be different if he couldn't. Like I I don't I don't know why that what that does. I don't know why that's there really.
0: See, I, d- I don't I don't mind. Like, say I I thought that was fine. Like that was an interesting foil, and it like gave you know a, a good challenge to the X Men. Right, like it, it played out in an interesting way. And I don't I don't. I guess it really brings ne-
1: a, res- a reason to bring in the the Fantastic Four and Spider Man.
0: Right, exactly, because the non-mutants have to help here. Um, I I don't mind, like, it's not even that he's not explained, even though I think the sinister Apocalypse thing is, like, a little flimsy because it's not explained. Like, I don't need more backstory for Apocalypse, necessarily. I just, like, he's not, like, you don't get motive. You don't understand who he is, and, like, just him being like, I'm strong and want to take over the world is, you know, it's kind of whatever. So it it is strange. It's kind of, yeah, it, it is a average idea done, I think, pretty well. Right, like, I think Kirkman is, is writing a decent comic, like, you know, on on a pacing level, and the artworks and threat sells. Um Yeah, and then Jane uh, Gray comes as the Phoenix. And, I uh, do
1: think it maybe suffers a bit from... And I, I don't know how true that is, but it kind of feels like uh, Kirkman had to, maybe not rush, but uh, get his ending quick and get everything he wanted to still do in one arc because Ultimatum is coming.
0: Totally, yeah. I mean, who who knows? You know, uh, yeah. There's all and there's if, always editorial stuff that you know is behind the scenes. Yeah, and may not be.
1: Um, if you, we can just go to the the very end of uh, Ultimate X Men number f- ninety four, I think. Uh, like the end, the end of, of the, this. Yeah. the ap- yeah, the end of the yep. apocalypse arc, where so mm-hmm. Professor Xavier is back uh, to yep. mention and he in yes, yes I'm glad you Jean told him his his dream. Held mutant um activism and mut- the mutant cause uh, hund- hundreds of years back, and Which so just like been that, that, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, and Phoenix tells him that,
1: and so by the end, uh, Xavier says, uh, "We're going to change the world now." So basically, we you get that he his dream has changed. His what he wants the X Men to be and to do has changed. And then in, in the next issue with the newer artist and new writer, he's not here anymore. The they don't. At all, pick up on that, uh, on that yeah, thread. Totally. I mean, it, it's it.
0: also like it, one. You're like, wait, why is your dream dead, and why do you have a new dream? Because yeah. that isn't super clear. And then two, it is just like, here's a, a twist for like, and listen, and that doesn't gonna, have things anything. Are, things are about to change. The status quo is about to change, and then it's like, nope. Never mind like and we, uh, Aaron just
1: here. went to the future he just saw the apocalyptic future of uh, what happens to mutants and that's not what changes his mind what changes his mind is Jean Grey uh, talking to him for for 10 seconds
0: yeah 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 okay so I, I, I yeah I, I like I generally like this I've liked Kirkman's Arc I think this is a little yeah. bit of a weak ending but like overall I, I still some of the more enjoyable x-Men comics to me this is the next arc here. It's called <sighs> Absolute yeah. Power. Yeah. It is written by Aaron Collette, drawn by uh, Mark Brooks mostly, but I think he has some help along the way, um, like Brandon uh, Peterson comes in. Yeah. Um. This is a weird case. And Jamie,
1: oh, Jamie, the... Med- Jamie Mendoza and Brandon Peterson.
0: Okay. Yeah. And Jamie Mendoza is doing like ink, inking sometimes here. Um. This is kind of the opposite where I'm like, I, I read these and I think like, man, like I'm very happy at the big wild swings this is taking. And I think, yeah. like, the comics themselves aren't that well put together. It's it's the opposite thing where I think these comics are put together and they're kind of messy. Like, the formal is- issues of these comics are a little messier. But, like, yeah. it's doing the thing <clears throat> that I want in Ultimate Comics where it's doing big, wild stuff that I've never seen in the mainline Marvel. So the, the thrust of this is that there's a new drug, right? It's or maybe not new. It's been around for a while and it is called Banshee. And it's revealed that Colossus has been on it this whole time so like we're bringing in this analogy of like drug abuse i mean it's not analogy it's a direct thing but you know it's like you know it's not analogous to any real drug because it takes if you're a normal person and you take it you get powers if you're already a powered individual like a mutant it just like levels up your powers Mm -hmm. so colossus and i love this touch i think this is actually really clever colossus can turn metal right that's his mutant power without taking this drug when he turns metal he just can't move because he's he doesn't get stronger he just turns into a metal (laughs) Right, so like <laughs> I think that's that's a pretty fun creative uh like twist on Colossus. Yeah. I like that. The the other part of this is that like Alpha Flight comes to uh to grab um North Star, Jean Paul yeah. Boubier. Uh ha- how do you say his last name? It's Boubier.
1: Beaubier. jean Boubier.
0: Beaubier. Jean Paul Beaubier. Yeah. Boubier. Oh <laughs> um, my god. Jean- <laughs> jean paul bobert um he's getting he uh, they, they come to grab him because he used to be part of alpha flight and they're like taking him back um yeah g- kind of plays into the killing your gays thing here with like the only good gay couple enough. like in marvel and then they walk it back which is good um because it's not even just the only good gay couple in like the, it's the universe, only gay it's, couple
1: like, 2008
0: like how many other like prominent gay couples are there in marvel in like 2008 because they're really yeah, I good i actually any... really like their relationship i think like yeah it's it's built and it's sold well and like the two of them make sense and it's been cute every time seeing them together um okay so the the they, we, we, I, like we don't have to go into the specifics but the the thrust is alpha flight okay. well, shows. i
1: have off. some specifics S- uh, i want to know no, get no into we'll get into the, the... <laughs> i, I want to get the specifics of stuff yeah, that yeah. happens
0: but like not not the actual plot beat by beat yeah I, yeah, I just I want to cover it in broad. Alpha Flight shows up, kidnaps him. They all have to go save him in the on the way there some X-Men are like, "Yeah, let's take the drug." Banshee to like be able to beat Alpha Flight because Alpha Flight kicks their ass. A lot of them are against it. That sets up the main there's like the main argument here is that some of the X-Men are like Banshee like this is the worst thing I've ever heard of, and I will fight <laughs> you to the death if you are a Banshee user. We can't trust Colossus for doing that. And it, yeah, I mean, there, it, there's it,
1: almost it, a witch hunt for finding anyone that's using Banshee on, on the X-Men.
0: And it's weird. It's, it's a weird thing where it's like, you didn't know this existed two minutes ago, and now you are the biggest anti-Banshee advocate. You know, like, it is part of your core identity that you hate anyone who takes Banshee. And it's not even... The thing is, the comic hasn't even sold why it's bad. Right, like, the comic doesn't really... Like, it has a throwaway line about, like, you know, people, like, tweaking out on it, and that's, like, about it. Like, there's just one line that just, like... It really relies you on, like, the the reader also just being like, well, drugs are bad. Like, we all know this. It's part of my my core belief system that drugs are bad. Yeah, because
1: we know it's addictive, but apart from that, it just gives you power. That gives you powers. There's no... Yeah, apart from being addictive, there doesn't seem to be some... Big, uh, Yeah, it's
0: not like you, you die from, yeah. you know, like take, you know, you don't, it's not talking about overdosing easily or how you tweak out and, you know, lose control or whatever. It's, it's just, it's very flimsy and it's weirdly like the core concept of this comic is, uh, is being pro or anti Banshee. Um, yeah. Okay. So the, the two fun things that I think this comic does. Some of the X-Men take Banshee and we get to see their Banshee forms. We, we can talk about those specifically. And then Alpha Flight su- shows up. And who Alpha Flight is is astounding. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. What, you, why don't you talk about? You, you pick one, and you talk about. Uh, is this what okay, you wanted so
1: to talk about? The, so Colossus um, is. I mean, basically um, uh, goes um, splits out from the from the X Men, and he brings with him. Okay, so there's BDSM Nightcrawler. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. Metal Rogue, which is like very um, cool.
0: Very, she's There's just got l- Colossus skin, right?
1: Spider Shoulders Dazzler.
0: Uh-huh, which is fun. Good, good and look. Eagle
1: Angel, who somehow... That's re- the one how that is, I... How is he still alive? Oh, I love he
0: needs that Because to kill one. him. This is the thing where, I, like, I turn that page. On the final page, it shows all the, like, the yeah. X-Men with their Banshee powers. And I was like, <clears throat> this is what I wanted. I want, like, this is what I want from the Ultimate Universe. I want Ultimate Angel to turn into... Uh, an entire man eagle right (laughs) like eagle's head full on incredible i love it so much this is like this is the kind of wild stuff where i'm like you have you can do whatever you want right like you don't have to worry about quote-unquote ruining these characters like you would in 616 like do weird stuff like turn him into a legit (laughs) eagle man (laughs) oh, it's it's crazy how uh, how squeamish they are about this stuff.
1: I guess, yeah. I guess I like the the ID and the the visual stuff. I get to uh, they do with that. What I at no point the why is Dazzler joining Colossus team? Why is Eagle? Why is Rogue? Like I I don't know why these oh, characters I are making the choice they they are.
0: Yeah, I mean that, that's the thing. That's why I'm saying like I think these comics take the swings that I want. Yeah, Ultimate Comics to take. I also, I think they're kind of flimsy comics. Like, the writing here is pretty bad. There's like, there's some really bad one-liner. There was, um. There's like Wolverine hits
1: on Liz Allen. On who? On Liz, Liz Allen, who's a teenager. Oh, Liz Allen. Yeah, yeah. Okay. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I said it's, I said it's the the biggest. (laughs) Liz Allen. (laughs) I said it with the biggest French accent I've ever had on this show.
0: Yeah, the, yes, there's that. And it was, you know, I didn't actually notice initially that Kirkman had stopped, right? Like, I didn't notice that the author had switched. Yeah. And it was, like, the second time that a character made a period joke being like, what are you PMSing? where I was like yeah what, I mean, Kirkman? Like this doesn't seem like a Kirkman thing and I went back and I was like oh it's not right and I noticed
1: this, yeah, this the the uh, writer had changed because the okay so at the end of um of Kirkman's run uh, uh Professor X is back as uh, leading the team and wants to bring the X-Men in a whole new direction and Jean is now the Phoenix and completely leaves and goes to apparently out of space and then it's the next fun- issue Jimmy's oh, is sorry. Back on-
0: no you, you- you're skipping over. She go. This is one of those weird things where, like, this comic gets into some strange stuff with Jean Grey that, like, I'm kind of assuming never comes up again. And it's just like, hey, what's Jean B. Grey been up to? She's in space trying to find her way to heaven because her dad died and she wants to reunite with her dad. And it's like, but
1: that's like that's a flashback from what happened after she left uh, the team at the yes. end of Krakus Run. But at the very beginning of um, of run, she's just back on the team without any explanation.
0: Yeah, playing playing baseball, right? Yeah, during <laughs> doing of the baseball. Yeah, thing.
1: yeah. She she meets a silver surfer um, surrounded by Who's guarding a place hours. that she
0: she describes as heaven. Like, yeah, the, it, and it like I'm looking it up right now. It never comes up again. It, like <laughs> I it's mean, yeah. so weird. Like what a strange little thing to throw in here. Yeah, it's very odd. Yeah. Yikes. Okay, so the other thing I want to get into because like besides that like I, I don't think this adds much like I, I don't think this is a great story overall I just no. like the weirdness of it of being like let's do some strange stuff Alpha Flight shows up which like one I was just over the moon about because I was like hell <laughs> yes Alpha Flight finally although there's no Puck which is like you know a, a mortal sin here right like that that's a, a mortal flaw <laughs> so yeah I mean the the, the
1: only good character in Alpha Flight apart from uh, no Star <sighs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I thought I thought this was gonna work out Charlotte <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, just I, because
1: I, was... I i wrote the alpha flight uh, reading order for coming book herald check it out uh, doesn't mean i <laughs> i'm a big you wrote fan, the alpha uh...
0: flight reading order and if you open the page it just says don't <laughs> <laughs> yep um, that's
1: the only reason why they even published it
0: I, actually i have a qu- i have a question for you um yeah. the only alpha flight i've read is john bird's run and then like yeah. a random issue here or there is there any other earth alpha- is there any other alpha flight worth reading
1: uh, they show up in Al Ewing's Immortal Hulk, and Immortal Hulk... Yeah, great. I mean, like,
0: they're in other comics, but, like, is <laughs> there... Yeah, like, I like them in Immortal Hulk.
1: I mean, no, Is there really. another Re- Read Flight the one series? issue in which uh, no star comes out as gay. Yep, uh, I-, I have. That
0: That one's in my Marvel series, so I've read that one. Apart but, like, from
1: that... I mean, okay, Because there's, cause there's a, like, five think...
0: volumes of it. Like, it gets rebooted a lot, but are yeah, any I'm of Yeah, not-
1: them... none of them are interesting. Um, I think <laughs> there's one... 12 issue, maybe, a volume of Alpha Flight, written by Scott Lobdell in the 2000s, where the, it's a new team led by, it's kind of the general size X-Men thing of the ancient, the old team, um, can't, uh, is prisoner or like, uh, can't, uh, can't be there anymore. And Sasquatch yeah. assembles a new team to go save them. Okay. And that new team is kind of fun, but it doesn't really go anywhere. There's uh, like Pug's daughter and, um, Major Maple Leaf, which is like the the Canadian, yeah, yeah. Well, in America, he's, he's the man who tried a... to.
0: Major Maple Leaf's the man no, who tried to he's, cr- crush that so uh, he's baby the... with both
1: fists. <laughs> I think he's the nephew or the the grandson of that guy. I I, <laughs> so I, figured, I think I figured that's, that's never... miniseries is kind of fun, but apart from that, yeah, no, uh, I mean, the, the what Alpha Flight becomes in the 2010s is kind of interesting, but they don't have their uh, they don't have their, their own open, series. You know what? Their like, own series, yeah.
0: I'm, I know you actually kind of agree with me on this, but like. The MCU has done more, like they, they have, they've done good mm-hmm. jobs with less good material than Alpha Flight has, right? So, like th- no, they yeah. have, they have I, reinvigorated. I, and I genuinely think it.
1: that whenever they do Wolverine in like seven years, or I genuinely yeah, I, think that they might be a part of like Wolverine's backstory or stuff like that. It's not. A I don't idea. expect them to get their own movie or even TV show, but uh, I mean, the Guardians again, yeah, yeah, maybe a few right? of them. like.
0: Who, know, who knew where, who they were, yeah, and now they are, like, one of the biggest, you know, like, Marvel properties. So, I'm holding yeah, that Yeah, but
1: they, they still had, um, like, uh, Annihilation, and they, they had good runs of comics uh, in recent years. Um, which is more than, can sure, you say, about Alpha Flight. Yeah,
0: Alpha Flight has not. Alright, so, uh, Alpha Flight shows up, and I just want to kind of go over who some of these people are. Because I think this is a really fun yeah. way of, like, playing with them. Even if it literally is, like, stunt casting. They don't do much with this. It's really they just... do like anything with this. The fun of being like... Yeah, they, they don't. They're they're not a big deal here. But, like, Sasquatch is here. It looks like Sasquatch. And then later, they're like, you need to stop taking Banshee. I haven't even seen you in your human form in forever. And Sasquatch depowers into Rain Sinclair. <laughs> which, like... Yeah. I think we've even seen Rain Sinclair. So this is just, like, if... uh Yeah, we've seen know, her... Too. I um, think we've
1: seen her in the circus show, Uh like... Yeah, she 50 was a years circle, ago, yeah. and then she was part of the strife. Or I don't know. It was, I don't know if it was strife, but the in Kirkman's run when um, that one guy was God, I mean, uh, using mutants' activism for his own gain. Was it strife? I can't remember.
0: I, I know what you're talking about, but also you're being yeah. a nerd <laughs> that you know this stuff. And, I know. Yeah, um, yeah I, I love that. Like she's Sasquatch. Um, Jubilee is just here. It's just Jubilee. That's a really funny. Yeah. Touch, oh, and is that like.
1: <laughs> so what's interesting about, usually they're the Canadian super team, but here they're supposed to be sort of an international super team, which yep. then kind of makes more sense why Sunfire, the Japanese uh, fire mutant, is here.
0: Yeah, but it's not, the, it's Shiro Yoshida, which is not the, uh, that's not the regular oh, is
1: it? Sunfire, right? Is it? I think. Oh, okay. Who is Shiro Oh, Yoshida? it is. No, it is. It is. Yeah, It, it totally is. is. Yeah. Um,
0: and then Moonstar, or da- uh, Snowbird is Danny Moonstar. Is Danny Moonstar. Um, Shaman is John Proudstar, which is a fun like yeah. little wink there, and then Aurora is just Aurora. Um, I think that's all of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we don't actually find out who Vindicator is here. And so I'm not supposed get into to be, it. like
1: he's supposed or to have me. some kind of secret or something. He and does. It's like, it's like ever his revealed.
0: secret. What it is? It's not. And I, I've actually seen who it is, but we'll find out in Ultimatum. Um, okay, but it's not revealed here. So yeah, like it's again, actually I, Captain
1: I, America I, like, in a in a mask. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's a that's a pretty good joke. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, again, like, I, I think these are, I, I, this is the kind of stuff that I'm like, at least I'm happy that they're doing big, dumb stuff, kind of like with the Iron Man, um, Orson Scott card stuff, where I'm just like, yeah, this doesn't work, but like, I appreciate doing something <laughs> yeah, like, guess. stupid big with it, you know, like, I in an in, in ideal world, you would do something big with it, and also write a good comic, <laughs> right? But like, yeah, I'll always take this over like, hey, it's Daredevil and he's the same guy you know from 616 and uh there's really no That's difference fair. here right like That's fair. that that kind of stuff just you know it's just like well then what's the point of this you know like if you're just telling the same type of stories as you always do with 616 cuz otherwise we have 616 i can just go read those you know like do something stupid that I, I can never find there you know make it like a more fleshed out version of a what if um anyway the the uh the, the end villain here is is Dr. Moira McTaggart I don't even know, it doesn't matter (laughs) yeah,
1: because she was the okay, so, because she was the one providing uh, and selling um, MGH, okay, so it's called Banshee in the Ultimate Universe, but it's the (laughs) ultimate version of uh, MGH, Mutant Growth Hormone, which is something Uh that uh, appeared in the, first in the 2000s and so she's the one selling it but MGH is made from Wolverine's DNA which he mm-hmm. discovers thanks to going to Peter Parker for help, um, to see why, cause, okay. So, Jean Grey scans the school for. <laughs> You're so excited you can't <laughs> even like wait to explain it. I know, because it makes no, I mean, it makes sense, but it's weird. Um, Jean Grey is scanning the school to, the school to see who's using MGH. And, yeah. um, Logan, and she uh, thinks it seems she like thinks Logan Wolverine is using. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Th- she thinks Wolverine is. And what they think is that he used to use it before he lost his memory. But what we actually find out is that thanks to Peter Parker, he discovers that um, MGH is made, f- uh, Banshee is made from his DNA or from his blood or something. And it's Professor Xavier and Magneto, when they were living together in the Savage Land, they were experimenting on Wolverine and creating MGH. I don't know why. I don't think it's explained why they were doing that.
0: Yeah, no, it doesn't. It's just kind of like a throwaway detail of like... Oh, I mean, it does... Okay, again, it does do the very fun thing of just being like, listen, here's Professor Xavier. He's got Wolverine claws and he's killing a raptor. Yeah. <laughs> right? like, I, see, I'm not mad at that. You know, I can't be like too upset because like <laughs> I mean, it's pretty fun. It just, it's stupid. It doesn't make sense. And you're like, you're not interested because it's, you know...
1: But also, wh- why any... is Professor Xavier torturing Logan for... for for Benji, like well, that's I don't know that's uh, the, the, there's the cool moments it gives us the cool moments of uh, Professor Xavier with Klaus hunting a, a, a raptor but yeah. I, I, I why just why <laughs> to me it's almost as wild as the ultimate um, the ultimate three uh, some of the yeah, characters yeah, yeah, in that. yeah totally it's like, you're just like it's these characters makes for just... cool moments, but w- why w- what does it do in the long oh, run yeah. why mm, why are you doing this <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with it, right? Like, th- these are not characters that you can feel like any kind of, like, you know, there's any foundation to them and you can't have any attachment to them because they act absolutely wild and yeah. against type and just do things. And you know, it's just like, it does have that thing of, like, you know, what Jeff Loeb yeah, is doing, which is just like, The very first issue, cool, gonna do Alpha
1: Flight arrives, Vindicator just um destroys Iceman into pieces mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> everyone is still um having a conversation like nothing happened like uh, cyclops is holding his soda and talking to Wolverine like Iceman j- didn't just die which the end uh-huh, then they yeah. reassemble like him like a puzzle yeah <laughs> yes that's true yeah, <laughs> yeah it, um, it, it like it really doesn't
0: it, it doesn't seem like it cares about any of this it's just no. trying to get from like big fun idea to big fun and idea you know
1: you <laughs> know what in that way i guess i get why it's um, it's much to ultimate cuz um it doesn't pave the way story wise, <laughs> but uh, yes. in the like. It does pave the, the way story tone written, written, wise. Right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just like Jeff Loeb is doing in Ultimates 3. It is just kind of like big twist after big twist, just so you are like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> That's like, exactly. Y- you are genuinely like, surprised the reason... because the twists are yeah. wild. They just aren't like, oh my god, that hit me in the gut because, you know. Like, it doesn't make sense, right? Yeah. So. I mean, it it makes as much... It's kind of as if, like, all the MCU fan theories just were coming true, where it's just like, (laughs) yeah, and Mephisto shows up at the end, and then, like, Doctor Doom is behind... You know, it's just like... It doesn't actually make sense, but you're also just like, whoa, this is crazy and outlandish.
1: Yeah, and so at the very end, the only reason why Colossus uh, stops what he's doing is that um, somehow uh, Jean-Paul Bobier is still alive in in Mm, a wheelchair, and, uh, and suddenly he... Carlos uh, change changes everything. He he was thinking for the whole series, um, and then yep. the v- <laughs> so the very last panel is the only is the only thing that actually sets up um, ultimatum because it's Pietro yeah. that's somehow still alive after having died in uh, ultimatum three recruits uh-huh. Moira to to something we don't know what yeah right yeah so we'll, we'll
0: see I guess maybe that will play into something but it doesn't feel like yeah you know, important setup so. All right, we still have so much to do. We have to, we have to speed up a little bit. (laughs) Ultimate Origins, Ultimate Origins one through five establishes a few things. Um, Mainly, this series, written by Brian Michael Bendis, who hasn't been around for a while, and Jackson Guice on uh, on pencils and ink. Um,
1: Wait, is it Jackson Guice? Oh, because he's called Butch Guice. Is it uh, his like pseudonym? Butch or something? Butchies. Yeah, I think in those issues, it was, uh, yeah, okay, so that's, his, oh, it is. Uh, it's on the, it's su- on the
0: yeah. cover of those. Yeah. Stra- I'm on the, the Marvel wiki fandom. All right. So it's B- okay. Butch Maybe <laughs> you're going by a different name. Um, the, these comics are filling out the Wikipedia page. That's like yeah, <sighs> the most charitable thing I can say about them. There's, there's really not anything here except just like it, it, it's, it's kind of the worst impulse that comic books have. I think
1: no. Uh, uh, it's even more disappointing to me because for how much stuff is revealed in those five issues, at the end of the day, it doesn't feel like the Ultimate Universe is any different. For, for no, no, it's not. Because it's, revealed. it's
0: not actually like additive to the present day story. Yeah, because right? this could have just... been the
1: first issue, the first uh, series of the Ultimate Universe, and I don't think mm-hmm. it would have been any difference. And it would like you know, like I don't, I don't know if I'd love these comics
0: then if this was the first issue. No, but at least then it, you <laughs> it would be like it. experiencing it as like setup to be like, oh wow, all right, so they are doing some things differently. But as it is now, coming like after seven, eight years of doing Ultimate Marvel comics, it literally just it it that impulse that I, I really dislike in comic books where. The, to go back and retcon things to make everything connected. Yeah, so thing the thing of just like, it's like that Star Wars thing where it's just like everyone, everything is Skywalker, right? Like, yeah. we have this whole universe, and the only thing that matters is the Skywalkers, and everything needs to link to them because that's what you nerds love, you know? Like, it, it just kind of keeps going. The the <laughs> miniseries uh,
1: starts with like uh, a flashback to I think um, Ultimate Team Up issue.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah,
1: with <laughs> the Spider Man and Hulk Spider-Man. in which Bruce yeah. Banner tells Peter Parker that everything is connected, and that's the the sentence that drives the whole comic. And that, to me that's the most boring sentence um, of comics. Like that's not enough to that's not enough to make it interesting, I guess. It's um, not because it's
0: not like it's not really additive to any of the characters, right? Like no. what does it add to Peter Parker to find out that, that like ba- the first time Hulk Bruce Banner lost Right, the first time Bruce Banner lost control, he killed Peter Parker's parents.
1: And he actually picked him up from the ground.
0: Like, maybe if we hadn't already seen Bruce Banner...
1: You know, the thing is, we've
0: already seen Bruce Banner eat dozens of people. He's killed thousands, right? Like, he's already a man whose, like, soul is totally yeah. destroyed by the stuff he's done as the Hulk. So, like, this doesn't add anything. No. Doesn't anything to the Hulk, doesn't and... anything to Peter Parker,
1: yeah, so there's, th- so in the big reveals, there's that, there's that, um, Logan and Nick Fury were both soldiers in World War II, and mm. they were experimented upon by the Weapon X, exp- uh, was it? I don't know if it was Weapon X. Ex- no, by focuses, the, yeah. Yeah, by the project trying to make, um, Project Rebirth, I think, trying to make uh, Captain America. Yeah. yeah and yeah, so, yeah, right. th- Nick Fury became a super soldier, but he escaped. Uh-huh. and uh, which, like, again, Logan like, doesn't,
0: add anything to the Nick Fury that we've already known not because at we've all. never seen that. So now and then it's just Logan like,
1: was taken yeah. by Weapon X and Weapon X created the Mutant Gene with Logan. And okay, so the one... I that's don't even know if that like, one...
0: tracks with the continuity
1: of... Oh, not at all. But Marvel, I think that's the Ultimate one universe. reveal where I could say they do one interesting thing with it, which is that they follow that reveal with pages of Magneto saying that he, he's kind of some kind of messiah chosen by God uh, to, to lead, um, the, the mutants, like the mutants are, mutants are a sacred race or something. And the mm-hmm. fact that that's immediately undercut by the reveal that, um, mutants were made in a lab by Weapon X. Mm-hmm. That's semi interesting. That's the, the one, that's the one intri- reveal where i could see interesting stuff being done with it but that's well like having magneto's entire
0: like belief structure broken by yeah sure like that that's that's an interesting concept i don't think like i didn't get anything like that (laughs) from this because magneto goes in and he breaks uh wolverine out here kills his mom his mom works at weapon x um yeah and then like um okay well i mean the other weird thing is like it doesn't even the, the the idea that Wolverine is the first mutant and the mutant gene is created here. Like, how does that make sense? Because Magneto, like Magneto, breaks him out. Like, it's it's only been sixty. Like, how how does the mutant gene spread from there? I don't. Get I, don't it. Know.
1: Like, I have no what does idea. That, I, I what guess does it, that mean? maybe it works like a virus, but uh, I, d- 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 yeah, I, I yeah, have no idea.
0: It's very unclear. It just sounds like it. It feels like that. It, it's not quite the Jeff Loeb. Like I'm just throwing like lots of crazy ideas but against it's close. the wall. But it's not that far off either. Yeah. Um, I feel like we're missing one other... Like, there's one other... Okay, so... Big connection Throughout thing. the
1: comics, uh, there are some kinds of watcher towers that are popping up, which is the, yeah, the yeah, ultimate yeah, sure. uh, equivalent of Watsu and the Watchers. And yep. so... And by the end the Uatu is talking through Sue Storm <clears throat> and yep. explaining that uh, the Watchers is... Okay, so the Watchers are a hive species in these comics, which the Ultimate Universe loves to do. They did that with the Galaxies, They did that with the yeah, Surfers. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's really boring we're, to me. They and, um,
0: to it. <clears throat> I liked it once with so, Galactus and now I'm yeah. like, you've already, do- you've already done... played this tune, yeah.
1: And so watsu is explaining that uh, the, the Watchers are observing... have been observing them and now that they're reaching the a new age of superpowers uh, they are going to choose one herald to to guide the, uh, ma- I, mankind I lost to the ages my mind <laughs> I Absolutely. literally laughed this is the first time I've laughed out loud before an uh, ultimate comics so the, the herald the watches chose is Rick Jones
0: just like I, I flipped out
1: it's why are people so
0: obsessed with this guy like <laughs> The thing and is, it's, like, it's, I it's the first why, time like, he's
1: shown up in the Ultimate Universe. Like he's is. no I, I one. Get. He's literally no one.
0: Yeah, it's literally just like the It's Not a big like, reveal. Finally, we have chosen our herald, and then they all vanish, and then you go to the next page, and there's just some <sighs> dweebus like picking his nose, <laughs> and his mom in the background and, okay, is just so- like,
1: "Rick Jones, get in here." So, I, I had actually thought about Rick Jones earlier in that comics, bef- in, in that comic before the end reveal. Because, uh. um, so in the Bruce Banner origin story, the Hulk origin story. Hank Pym is a teenager and he's the, he's a teenager that, th- that is there, um, during the first whole transformation. So I was thinking like, as if Hank Pym, Hank Pym isn't enough, the worst yet, he has to be uh-huh. the ultimate version of Rick Jones too, but no, there's an actual ultimate Rick Jones that the, yeah that is oh the that's, heralded Yeah. The that's true. <sighs>
0: yeah.
1: <sighs> yeah just, guess. just yeah. wild. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's just, like, I understand a, why, because Rick, Rick Jones is the teenage stand-in, right? He's the, yeah. the point-of-view character that, like, Stanley thought was, like, really important in the 60s to be, like, for teenagers to glom onto and be like, that's me! I could hang out with Captain America.
1: But there's so know, many as, like, similar choices that could have been more interesting. Like, take Ben Yurek, or um, what's the name of the, the journalist from Marvels?
0: Uh, I, don't, I don't know, I haven't read that in a long time. Okay. But, yeah. But like, I, mean. I mean, like if that, you want to do a know? herald, also you could just make the herald like whatever. It doesn't. I, I don't yeah. even want to say who I thought would be a cooler herald because literally any it doesn't matter. because no context for Yeah. What, yeah. You don't have context for what that even means. It's just like some stiltsmen.
1: take stiltsmen at the, uh, the. I mean, the that would be kind of funny. <laughs> that, would <laughs> that would be great. Funny.
0: Yeah, I mean the, even if it's not Rick Jones, and I like, I'm <clears throat> not mad about that. It's just literally like a bunch of rocks showed up, and then they said we need a herald, and then they yeah. say this man is our herald, and then we're like,
1: uh, what is okay. that do? why Why? Wow, why? Yeah, I, I,
0: it's a lot of relying on yeah. like you are interested in this. I insist, <laughs> you know, like I'm not giving, <laughs> I'm, I'm not telling you like I'm not giving you interesting things to be interested in. You're just a Marvel nerd, so you want to know what comes next. Like even if there's not. You know, something here to hook you into it. Yeah. The, the point with the, the Rick Jones thing is like in the 60s, it was like, I you know, I don't think I think it's a silly thing to do, but like it's never appealed to me to be like there's a teenager in the group. I'm a teenager. I like this. You know, like I, th- I think that impulse is kind of uh kind of weak, but like, yeah, and, and then I can kind of understand why maybe in the 80s. Writers who grew up reading Rick Jones were like, "Well, I still want to, you know, work with Rick Jones." Like Peter David puts him in stuff all the time. But this is two thousand eight. <clears throat> like, <laughs> why are people into Rick Jones now? <laughs> like, because they're starting to dig Jones,
1: Maybe <laughs> I, I guess I don't, I don't, I don't know. Anyway, so yeah, I, I, ult- yeah. I think
0: Ultimate Origins is a total like, you know, it, it's a big it's nothing. nothing of a comic that yeah. doesn't add anything to universe. And oh, so like does.
1: One last thing mm. we haven't talked about, in and maybe that can lead us to the Cap Annual. It's that T'Challa uh-huh. is held by in the Weapon X program and is f- mm-hmm. freed, quote unquote, by Nick Fury at the end.
0: Right. Okay. And so yeah, let's let's jump right into the the Jeff Loeb written and uh, Marco Jir. <laughs> G- G- so Marco I just G- had G- watching uh,
1: the, reading uh, the the cover seeing the cover of the Ultimate Cap Annual. I I had a flashback to you saying in the last episode of um, Ultimate, uh, My Ultimate Year, saying that um, it's it's almost better that Steve Rogers is this version of Black Panther because you don't want to <laughs> I, know what Jeff yes, Loeb right. would do with T'Challa.
0: Yeah, like, I- is it better that Jeff Loeb didn't actually try to write T'Challa because the version we'd get would be so, like, horrifying? Because Jeff Jeff Loeb is, you know, I, I asterisk every I mean, time, uh, time Jeff uh, Loeb racist. comes on screen. Yeah, you yeah, know, like, n- noted, uh, you know, professional racist in the way that he has... <laughs> Formed, yeah. like, it, when he's in charge of the Marvel TV division. You know, just, like, lots of examples of this. Yep. So, like, is it better that he's not doing this? Well, we get to find out. Because <laughs> Penciled Inks and in Colored by, uh, Marko Zherjovec. Zher- Zherjovec. you're right. Um, I just want to point that out because I really like the art here. I think the art is yeah. really standout. out Um, by Zherjovec. here? Zherjovec? Um... And that's the redeeming factor. So I just want to point out what I think works here is I think his art is very good, and
1: especially in the few, f- the first few pages. And is it he- does he do the first few pages?
0: Yeah, as far as I. Okay. Oh uh, no, it's um. Oh yeah, he does the first few pages, and then it takes over by Rafa Sandoval.
1: And I, I think both so, yeah, are good, but especially the, yeah. the first few pages of um, the like fights between yeah. T'Challa and a pen and, and an actual panther are gorgeous.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're they're very good. So Jeff Loeb says, hey, you know what? This is one of the biggest, if not the biggest, black superhero in Marvel, right? And in Ultimate Year, in the Ultimate Universe, uh, we've got Nick Fury as a black character. And we have, there's one other, like Falcon's around, but I don't think he's a big deal. Um, Who am Um... I thinking of? There's one other. Oh, Storm. Storm's around. Yeah. But also it's not like the biggest. So let's take the biggest solo black hero we have here. And, you know, it'd be cool. Let's make him never talk. He's mute. He gets his throat <laughs> ripped out before he anything says a we, word. We
1: learned from uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine is that um, <laughs> having a, a popular character never talk is uh, a great idea.
0: Charlotte, stop flexing your nerd muscles because you know I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Deadpool! Um, Oh, I don't, I don't know. The
1: Deadpool from what? X-Men Origins Wolverine. He can oh, talk, uh, oh, 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 oh. Yeah. I
0: thought this was like uh, the, the Logan origin comic, which I have not No, read. no, no. The, okay, the movie. Yeah the, yeah, the movie. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. That, that's a good point. He will show up again in uh, like some Ultimate comics. I don't know if he's going to get a big deal, Have have much to do later. This is just like explaining why Captain America was Black Panther. And it was like... That Black Panther had to be, like, exiled to America because he got injured and Weapon X needed to fix him. They're the ones who can fix him. And then Nick Fury's using him as a weapon and Captain America, like, pretends to be him so he can go back home. That's the thrust of it. Yeah. It's just, it's nothing. There's nothing, nothing here. It's a total waste of, like, hey, you know what's really cool about Black Panther? Wakanda. Like, Wakanda's a really interesting place to play around in. (laughs) There's a lot to do with this. Nah, Let's make him, like, a mute subordinate of Captain America. <laughs> Just yeah. Let's attricious.
1: replace Wakanda by Weapon X, because that's so much cooler than than Wakanda,
0: right? Yeah, and what we get of Wakanda is, you know, very little. <sighs> like not... You barely get to and see the place. I,
1: you know what? I was kind of excited, because in, in the first few pages, you get M'Baku, who in this universe is the mm-hmm. brother of T'Challa. Yeah, and there's some yeah, um, yeah. maybe could be interesting stuff with, um, uh, T'chaka having apparently to him Mbaku is his favorite son. But, uh, I mean, if that's the issue continued with In Wakanda with T'Chaka and Mbaku, that would be super interesting. But it's, instead, it's uh, I mean, it's an ultimate Captain America issue. And it's, uh, it's Captain America is the main character, uh, throughout all of it. And yeah, it's, T'Challa, it's, T'challa, it's T'challa not- is not even a character in this. I mean, he, he's a name, but he,
0: i mean he doesn't speak that's the point like you don't get it yeah yeah no it's, it's I mean, not, it's not a only, wild like, like
1: you could have a character that doesn't speak but that still acts and like does stuff that's uh, that's mm-hmm. important totally. he, like, or he's narrate he's only head. there to <laughs> to have captain america do something
0: yeah yeah totally he's he's not act- i mean this is literally the captain america annual <laughs> even though it yeah. is mostly about black panther um <clears throat> but not actually so yeah adds nothing to black panther total waste uh if you did the ultimate universe now black panther would have to be like one of the core pillars because absolutely it, it i mean it, a, incredible character that like you know with, with this great setting and everything so yeah um ultimate Hulk annual number one also written by jeff loeb and uh art <laughs> by ed McGuinness and uh marco digits again uh is odd a comic. um it, yeah, it is technically a comic. <laughs> you can read it. Um, it's oh, it's bad. as it's so if bad. the the thing is like the the conceit of this is there's a um, a Squadron Supreme member called Zarda who's like worshipped as a god on her own planet. She came here. I actually cut the Squadron Supreme issues from the uh, the list because they are yeah. like technically not, <laughs> it, not the, like they connect to the Ultimate Universe, but they're she... not really. Connected. And I
1: think she came after the end of Ultimate Power, right?
0: Yeah, something like she was in that which is also you know a disaster anyway i I don't think they're essential um you know go check them out if you're interested but zarda's here and the the point is she's this strong superhuman like haughty goddess of uh haughty a-u-g-h-t not um goddess who like captain america tells to like go hang out in america's heartland meet the salt of the earth people and you know learn what like people really are like um instead of her being, like, so commanding over humans. She goes, Hulk's trying to, like, get into a diner without pants on, you know, and uh, gets into a fight, and then at the end they have sex, because they're both strong and they respect each other or something. It's, it's dumb. It's It's
1: stupid. It's it's so
0: dumb. You know what? The thing is, like, I read this whole comic, and I'm like, you know, it's not like I'm above, like, dick jokes, and I'm above, like, funny sex comedy stuff, right? Like, I can be sold on a kind of an immature... (laughs) It's not funny. It's very, like, the joke is, what if Hulk had a dick and we were talking about how it was out? Like, what if Hulk had sex with a normal woman? Like, those are the jokes. That's, it's straight down the middle. That's about as deep as it goes. Because, you know, like, picture Zdarsky doing something like this, right? Like, even the same exact content, you know, it could be done. It could be clever, right? Like, there could be a joke here besides, like hey, you're 14, and you think that, like, sex is funny, and talking about, like, how a man is nude and shouldn't be nude is funny, right? Like, that's it. That's the So, whatever. The, the, there's not even anything to talk about. I liked that the Wrecking Crew is here, because I think it, the Wrecking Crew is fun. That's that's about the extent of this. Jeff yeah. Loeb is, uh... <laughs> and Jeff Loeb's Loeb was about 50
1: him, so. years old when he was, when he wrote this. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. There's... She's <laughs> <laughs> no excuse. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah.
0: So, uh, <clears throat> He was literally—he was exactly fifty. Yeah, can you imagine? He was fifty years old. Can you imagine st- being fifty and still just being like?
1: Yeah, it's it's a, it's a so the it's a fifty-year-old straight white guy writing like he the only two characteristics of Power Princess in this is that she's um she's high and mighty and she's horny for Hulk. That's her. Yeah. That's her only two things in these comics. I mean,
0: to be fair. <clears throat> Uh, Jeff Loeb's bad about writing literally every character,
1: (laughs) you know, like it's not just, no,
0: I mean, there's definitely like, it's definitely gonna be sexist and racist as we've seen, but, uh, I I don't think there's any character that I'm like, well, at least, at least his Captain America has some nuance, you know, like there's nothing to this anyway. All right. So finally, uh, last, okay. Here's the thing. Every comic we've talked about has been like, maybe they're stupid, but none of them have been like an absolute chore to read. To me, like, those last two Jeff Loeb ones are very dumb, but, like, he knows at least yeah. how to... <sighs> who's, who's, who's the comparison? Like, Ultimate Power was a really dumb, bad comic to look at, but, like, it moved. It moved along, and it was, like, so wild and silly and dumb yeah, that I was, like, I wasn't bored. It's right?
1: baffling enough that you'll still entertain.
0: Yes, totally. And a lot of that is, you know, not intentional yeah you know that's not his intent um although like ultimates 3 maybe there's a little intentionality to how silly some of the twists are compared to like the brian k vaughn is it no the oh no it's the mike carey fantastic four stuff where i am miserable reading those comics like the (laughs) thanos arcs there where i'm just like yeah please like this is taking so long you're taking this really seriously i don't care about this i'm (laughs) hate reading it so like you know, t- totally different metrics. That, that's not, not to say these are better than that. You know, at least those other ones are trying something serious. But um yeah, that it, n- none of it killed me. This last one is the closest <coughs> to like. Uh, I'm really. I'm having a hard time here. Yeah. This is Ultimate X Men, Fantastic Four Annual Number One, and then Ultimate Fantastic Four X Men Number One. Um, which I hate. I hate that naming convention. This. Uh, I, I. I. I'm gonna have a hard time. Synopsizing this, it was a while ago I read these. It's uh, yeah, like I can fin- maybe
1: give it a shot, but it's uh, it's hard to, to summarize. Yeah,
0: th- I'll say the first <coughs> issue is better than the second one. Yeah, so this is Aaron, Aaron Collette again, uh, who we've seen. Um, it kind of has a similar ish vibe to those X Men comics. Joe Pekaski uh, is also here. Dan Panosian and Mark Brooks are on the first issue, and I think quite good, especially yeah. Dan P- P- Panashian? Um... I really like his art. I really really like his art. It is this fun clash of like very cartoony but like it's kind of serious <clears throat> violence happening, but yeah, it's like a very There's
1: this one cartoony panel thing. where <clears throat> Captain America, oh, this version of Captain America is fully he he's just a shadow and you just see the the white of his eyes and of his mouth and I that's mm-hmm. a very striking I really like that panel and I think that's that's a type of art and of um showing emotions through art that's uh, almost manga or cartoon-like and that you don't see mm-hmm. often in those comics.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like when sometimes artists like lean into like, yeah, these are cartoons, I don't need to draw photorealistic characters, yeah. right? Like, they can be a little cartoony and a little outsized and a little caricatured. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, they're, they're on the first one. And then the re- pencil is for the second one, and we'll talk about it when we get there, are Brandon Peterson and Eric Guyon. Okay, so what, what, what happens in these comics, Charlotte? <laughs>
1: okay, so... Um, there's I try,
0: a, try not to get too
1: bogged down. <laughs> yeah, so there's a team of some kind of Ultimates and X-Men fusion when you, where you have... They're from the future. You have some kind of Captain America who is revealed to be mm-hmm. the future version of Scott Summers. You mm-hmm. have uh, adult Kitty Pryde. You have Franklin Richards who is the son of Sue and Reed and who has the powers of Phoenix. Uh-huh. And there's another one I'm forgetting about.
0: It's um Wolverine. Oh no! Oh yeah, uh... right. well Wolverine's no, no, yeah. there. There's then...
1: Wolverine, but then it's true really yeah. that Wolverine is actually a Sentinel. Which um, you know what? So... Like th- this whole
0: this whole comic. I I don't think the issue with this comic is it's just like I think future stories are boring. I think like yeah. future team stories are boring because they're often really flimsy excuses just to say like, hey, I just want to play around with some stuff that won't ultimately matter. Yeah. Right? Like, I get to show you, like, you know, hey, what if Captain America, but he's Scott Summers. And I was just praising the guy for doing the same thing with Alpha Flight. So, like, you know, whatever. I'm a hypocrite here. (laughs) not being consistent. But, like, that's just a big problem with these future stories, is, like, this doesn't matter. And it really won't matter, because it's in the future. He he does not care about following this. There are some fun ideas. I like Wolverine as the Sentinels. I like that idea a lot. I think that's super fun to be, like... The retooled Sentinels are just like packs of Wolverines chasing them. I think that's that's a fun idea In a fun visual when Dan Panosian is doing it and having all these Wolverines like swarming the characters. Yeah, and
1: you know what? I think that's an interesting new thing to do with the Sentinels. So okay, so that team of future X Men comes back to the present and they're here to yep. kill Reed. And yep. okay, so I read those comics this morning. I don't remember why they why they want to kill Reed because I think he does it's, something to yeah. kill mutants or something.
0: Yeah, it, it's just, like, he's going to be bad. The, the thing is, this is two issues long. It somehow is, like... It packs way too much into those, yeah. and it's really confusing. You know, like, you feel like, yeah, it's only two issues. How, how like, messy can this be? I mean, I think they're double-sized. They're 32 pages, or one and a half size, but, like... Yeah, yeah by the end of this, like, you're totally confused by, like, what team is doing what for what reasons, and... Well, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah you get lost, especially so by the second issue, you That future team, totally and then lost. there's
1: a future team of Fantastic Four... With um, yep. future Ben, who's a human again and in some kind of Iron Man suits, future yep. Sue Storm, who's some kind of dictator, I think, or like yeah, who she, wants she's to eradicate like over this. and Reed is very willing to accept the idea that X Men are terrorists and need to be eradicated.
0: Yep, totally. Uh, so and, and then, then there's and then
1: Namor, um, yeah. Namor and <laughs> uh, and Liz, Liz Allen. I think she's also Liz Allen. You mean Liz Liz Liz, 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 Liz Allen? Liz, Liz, Liz Allen. Liz Allen. The more I say, you it, it, the it. worse it gets. Uh, Firestar. <laughs> yeah. Firestar. Yeah. Liz. Like a Liz Allen. Okay.
0: Yeah, Liz Allen. <laughs> Elizabeth um, Allen. Yes. Um, and yeah. and future riches is fine. And by the second one. Oh nihil. Oh right. Yeah. Whatever. Like the thing is, like who cares?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The ultimate point of this is by the end of it, you're just like, whatever, I don't, I, none of this matters. You're just, you know, just doing it for the reveal now. The, the, okay. The point that we need to talk about (laughs) is Dan Panosian, as incredible as Dan Panosian's art is, and as much as I'm like, I just, I need to check out this guy's art. Eric Guyon on the second issue is some of the wildest, worst (laughs) art I have ever seen in my life. And... To be fair to him, and to be fair to him and Brandon Peterson, I've seen Brandon Peterson's work in the '90s. It's quite good. I yeah. I looked up Eric Guion's other work, and it's it's good, right? Like, I don't think he's a bad artist. I think in these comics, for whatever reason, like maybe yeah. he was rushed and he did not have time. It has some of the most bonkers artwork <laughs> <I've> ever <laughs> seen. And the thing is, it comes from both of them, right? It is not just that yeah. Eric Guion does a bad job and Peterson doesn't. Both of them do stuff where I'm just like. This is some of the wildest stuff I've seen. So like, um, Guyan is doing this weird thing these like hyper-realistic faces that are like half photo that I, uh, it's it's really hard to describe. Um, like, I don't know, do you do you have a way of talking about
1: it? <laughs> like, uh, it's yeah, it's very hard to describe. Um, and the cap, I'm trying to put it out to to have it before my eyes to describe. The the yeah, um, well,
0: the Brandon Peterson is a little easier for me because what he's doing, the thing that's wrong about his drawings is that the characters' faces are doing different things than what the artwork or the the writing is suggesting, right? So, like yeah. at the end of this, Reed Richards, the last page, Reed Richards and Sue Storm yeah. are reconciling and uh, and talking about like we're gonna have a long future together, and Sue Storm's like, you look kind of hot with a beard, so I hope you're right. And then she leaves the room, and Reed Richards <laughs> pulls something out of a drawer. It's a wedding ring, and he goes, I know I am. And his face is 100% suggesting that he's gonna strangle her to death. <laughs> like, his face is, the the look on his face is like someone, him saying like, something sinister like, yes, we He will looks have like a Loki in after. the
1: 60s and 70s. Like, he, he it, looks like an absolute supervillain. It's, it's horrible. But I
0: don't, like, I don't think that's what's. No, not pla- at all. I, I think it's trying to be like, he's sweet and being like, and I'm gonna ask you to marry me someday. Ah, uh, but like, it looks like he's just been like, and I will murder you on our wedding night, right? <laughs> it's, it's nuts. And then it, it's so jarring because, um, Eric Guyon's art is like, it's kind of like Greg Landish. Like he looks like he's, it looks like he's, uh, yeah. tracing real faces. It but also looks like, like he's real tracing
1: faces. Greg Land's art that's already tracing porn faces. <laughs>
0: yeah, right. It's like, <laughs> it's like you're playing like telephone with like photos <laughs> yeah. of people's faces. But so like it just slowly morphs over and over again into being really uncanny. (laughs) Almost
1: a bit of um, what's his name? The artist that did the Inhumans uh, annual issue, or Jai Lee. Yeah, I think that there's some panels in which uh, uh, Reed or Sue kind of look like they're being drawn by Jai Lee, but yeah, yeah, totally. a a parody of Jai Lee. It's a yeah. Like there's the, this the one issue China. where Namor is as large as his. <laughs> his <top>. <laughs> I'm <laughs> like looking he... at it right now. <laughs> Namor's standing in the back and like, and he's
0: just like t- twice as wide Not as any he, other man.
1: He looks like the Rob Liefeld Captain America cover. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and like, and it's just balding and like. It's, yeah. Who knows? Who there's knows some panels where.
1: Um, Reed is um looking to the side like we see his profile, but his hairline is looks like he's facing the camera. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, so, it's baffling.
0: T- to to be fair, like I, I feel like we're being really mean, but this is really bad and I feel better knowing that like seeing <laughs> Guyon's art is not consistently this bad. And also to be fair to Peterson. I think actually the rest of this issue looks fine. He just has that one shockingly yeah. bad panel at the end. Besides that, it's all pretty stock standard. And you
1: know what? Uh, even That's for No-en, uh, what uh, Noen does, I think his um, uh, negative zone creatures are pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, his uh, version yeah, of me. N- yeah. N- yeah. Yeah, and, uh, his nihil. The nihil helmets and wings look pretty cool. Usually, oh yeah. Except yeah, yeah, when sure. he's more human, like when he's just standing, he looks weird. But when he's like <laughs> yes, uh, in I the know. sky flying, where it's uh, he's more monstery creature-y, he looks more cool.
0: Uh, it's kind of like uh, I mean, Greg Land has that thing too, where it's just like, well, as That's long as true, you're not yeah. looking at his, his human faces. You know, like he draws a cool zombie. He draws a cool dinosaur, right? Like he can do other stuff. He can do poses, okay? It's just the uh, the human drawing normal human faces. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, all right. Well, I th- I think that's gonna do it for this. Uh, this was <laughs> quite a whirlwind tour of uh, lots of different <laughs> comics here. Um, this was this was a lot of fun to, to chat about. Yeah. So absolutely. thank you, Charlotte. Uh, thank you for being on the show. And uh I, won- for I won't me. thank you every time. From now on, I will take you for granted. But for this first. <laughs> For this first episode, thank you for coming on. Um, if you like my ultimate year, uh, go leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Go tell me on Apple Podcasts how excited you are for Charlotte taking over. Uh, I we, we want to boost to boost Charlotte's appearance on the show because I think it's very exciting. Thank you. Um, if you want to support us, also you could go to Patreon.com/slash/mymarvelousyear. If you are listening to the show on our public feed, you have six episodes that are waiting there for you uh, six episodes ahead are sitting on there for early access um, as well as bonus episodes of my mul- my my multimedia break up that's where we Dave and I sit around and drink malted milkshakes and <laughs> that's it we don't even talk you just it's like <laughs> ASMR for milk milkshake milkshake boys um oh, god I totally lost my train of thought uh we do bon- bonus episodes covering like MCU shows we do uh, bonus episode just covering bad comics you can get access to the slack the master spreadsheet for uh, all the comics that we're going to be covering it's all on the patreon so head over there to support us um by divine right does our theme song and you can find me on my at uh at my on twitter do you want to give your twitter handle
1: uh yeah my uh twitter handle is at fiero charlotte and uh, and you can find my work at uh, coming book herald
0: all right, that will do it. Thank you so much. We will
1: <coughs> S- we'll
0: have drink your milkshake. Multimet month. Mo- month. <laughs> See, you mo- next mo- month- <laughs> See you next month, Month. See you next month, Amit. S- there we go. That's it. That's what we're going to do from <laughs> now on.
1: That's the one. I got it.